Paisanos with a backlog breakdown. With the backlog brothers and podcasting's a game. It's not like the others who get all the fame. If your backlog's in trouble, you can call us on the double. We're faster than the others. You'll be hooked up. Um, has anyone else ever seen the Super Mario Brothers Super Show? Dude, I, I, just... I, I loved that show growing up. Okay, um, okay, good. As a, that is a slice of some 80s wildness right there thank you who was it it was a captain lou alban albano that's it yep it was like lou something that's what it was he was a wrestler Mm -hmm. he wrestled (laughs) and apparently he fixed leaky sinks as well uh because yeah that was before mario actually had a voice and so he was like this gruff italian guy i mean yeah stereotype there you go i don't know where uh charles martinet got his current voice like why we that, think that, that a, was an italian guy would make that sound but you know super mario brothers 64 i just know that that's where it sort of like started when so. you like pull his face around Woo-hoo! there you go Origins. <laughs> it's a me a mario i mean if you look at the original nintendo sprite though would you think that's how he sounded I don't know. Hmm. Anyways, uh, thanks for hmm. tuning in, guys, to this episode of the Backlog Breakdown. We're happy you're here. We're going to be talking about Mario, strangely enough, if you didn't get that by now. Um, but before we talk about Mario, you know, it's been two weeks since we recorded last. Nate, it's been how, two how weeks. Doing? Yes. Every, every time. <laughs> it's true. It's been it's two true. weeks. <laughs> um, yeah. I, What's been going on? Uh, well, started work. I uh, went back to work after okay. my vacation. Man, uh, and I, I was telling you a little bit in our in our bro hang, volume is up as far as like parcels go. And it's just like, it's, it can be a bit much. And mm. I mean, it's just, uh, it's it's rough. I mean, it's good to be back to work and have days mean things. So we, we did talk <laughs> about how like in quarantine, Especially with not with not being able to go to church every Sunday, um, mm-hmm. it, you really did sort of fall into this. What would I say? I fell in like I was just like I I lost track of days. I was like, yeah. it, it, what day? It, 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 well, time it, is a social construct. So, mm, I'm just kidding. I thought it was no, a so. temporal construct, but ah. um, but I guess I was wrong. <laughs> no, I I was just saying stuff. I just pulled that one. Right out, right out of my backside. Fight, fight the patriarchy. Reject, <laughs> reject uh, chronology. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm. I like that. So, how is how how have your last couple of weeks been? I they, they've been good. They've been good. I this is, so I just started up a new class this week. Mm. Technically, it doesn't start till tomorrow, the, the day after we record this. So I'll already be in the thick of it when this drops. Um, but last week was kind of the week in between classes. And so it was a bit of a lull, which is nice. Also, um, just with how kind of crazy that work has been lately, um, we actually kind of like decided on a, on a setup, if that makes sense. So there wasn't like a huge change from week to week any longer. So that made for a very nice a couple of weeks. Like the past two weeks, I've actually had my both my days off off and I haven't had to go in, you know, hours are still kind of like up in the air and I mean, I'm salaried anyway, so hours aren't a big deal, but I just mean like, I I can't 
you know, I can't really say, oh, I'm only working nine to five. Like, no, there's sometimes there are things that need to get done around that. So uh, the boundaries between home and work had been blurred. And uh, yeah, but for the past two weeks, I've actually had my my two days off every week, which is nice. And uh, with with it being in between classes, it was a nice little lull. Things were not, you know, I usually say how things are busy. Things were not as busy. And uh, that did, I will say, for better, or, for better or for worse, did end up in a little bit more video game time. Um, it made my Uh-oh. wife roll her eyes at me. But uh, no, it's, it's, it's been good. It's been fun. I've been able good. to play a bit more, good, uh, which is good. only a slight dent in the game that I'm playing. But uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it. You know what I didn't do? I didn't do, and I, I was actually... Uh, listening back over and I was like, oh yeah, I need to figure out how many hours of podcasts we have so I can compare oh, it directly right. to the, uh, our personas, how our persona many accounts. persona fives can you um, fit into our podcast? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, well, and I, I told you again, again, um, but I smoked a, I had gotten some cigars with some birthday money and I smoked several mm-hmm. of them over the last couple of days. That's nice. It was nice. That sounds mm. very relaxing. I got a sampler. For, uh, uh, it's a bunch of CAO cigars. And uh, I okay. don't know, like I've smoked a bunch of stuff from CAO before, but I just got this, these like, it's uh, two five packs of, of samplers. Okay. And I, I've just been sort of going, I went through almost the entirety of the first five pack. And I had smoked one of them before. CAO Brasilia, which is, it's a, it's a nice smoke. It's okay. a really good smoke. I can't remember the name. There were two. No, the one. Okay. So I had a CAO Flathead 554, um, which the CAO Flathead 660 is uh, one that I get fairly frequently and I enjoy, but it's huge. It's a 60, gotcha. it's six inches long and it's a 60 gauge um, or a 60 ring, I think, it, which is like a size. And so it's, it's, it's a big stick. Um, mm-hmm. and so the 554 is five inches long with a 54 ring uh, nice. gauge. So it's, it's not as big, but it's, uh, it's the same tobacco and they're box pressed, but I had that and I, I really did enjoy that. Um, but then I ordered some more. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So cigars, they're, they're good. You know what they say? A cigar a day gives you mouth cancer. Oh no. I, I was going to say walk <laughs> tall and carry a big stick. Ooh. You know, so. yeah, I I like I like that one better. I I don't know. I was just sort of my natural sort of bend is to go like morbid. You know, well it's like Sigmund Freud. Um, but Sigmund Freud apparently had quite a thing for cigars. And when somebody asked him about okay. whether or not that had any sort of like connotation, uh, his response was, "Sometimes a cigar is just a cigar." And I was like, "Atta boy!" You know, for a dude who sort of like. <laughs> sexualized every single aspect yeah, that's of, of your development like, or read some sort of like sexual overtones into everything. Uh, mm-hmm. He's like, ah, it's a cigar. It's just a cigar. I was like, huh, it's weird how that works. I mean, <laughs> how, how that one works in your favor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Megan, Megan at one point in time was like, well, you can just stop working and we can start living off the state. And I said, eh. And sometimes I'm like, yeah, yeah. How how serious were you about that? <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it's been good to be back. Um, you know, it's just it's work. 
And so the, you know, thorns and thistles, it is good to sort of be back out there in the community. Um, but at the same time, it's like, man, Mondays are rough. Mondays are rough. But aside from like prepping for the class and a little bit of a lull, anything special happened in the last couple of weeks? Uh, I mean, we talked a little bit about it in the pre-show, but my daughter turned three years old. So that was fun. You know, and and since I have had those days off, like just getting some stuff done around the house, I actually tore down a deck that we had in our backyard that was like really old and the wood was kind of like splitting and coming up. So that was fun. I bought a chainsaw, which nice. I, I, I should have bought a chainsaw a long time ago. No, like is, it, basically, is it a gas powered or is it an electric? No, it's electric. It's like, it was, it, I was amazed at how cheap you could get them for. And I'm, I'm really impressed. It, it, at least for what I'm using it to do, like it cuts through stuff like butter, which is nice. It was about, it was only about 50 like bucks. butter. Yeah. So it's that, that was fun. The chain did fall off at one point, and so I learned how to take it apart and put the chain back on. So adjust the tensioner. Fun. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I'm I'm having fun. Kids are growing up. It's crazy. Got another kid coming in t minus ten weeks or so. So we'll uh, yeah at the end of the summer. So oh, you know my <laughs> thinking ahead. I don't know what life's going to look like then, um, but for now. It is what it is, I guess. A teen, another tiny broccolo. It's true. It's broccolo, true. broccolo, baby number trace. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, you know the testosterone's outnumbered by the estrogen. So, well, I don't know, man, because you you know, and I'm not trying to like throw shade, but I remember reading one time that men who uh, exhibit male pattern baldness or who are losing their hair. Mm-hmm. actually have higher levels of testosterone than dudes who have more hair and don't lose. So I'm just saying like, I know that like I have this like thick out of control mane on top of my head <laughs> and you, you don't, you don't have that, but <laughs> that true. actually speaks more towards your masculinity and your manliness than, uh, you know, Interesting. I should feel threatened apparently by <laughs> by uh, the bald head. Mm-hmm. But then I guess it's a good thing that this is an audio podcast, so I'm not scaring everyone away when you With, <laughs> just you're you're radiating manliness. It just like rolls off you in waves. Exactly. Exactly. I'm glad. I mean, that's one of the many things I appreciate about you. <laughs> this is one of the most manly podcasts you can listen to. You know talking about all the video games we haven't beaten yet that's great but speaking of video games that we haven't beaten yet do you want to roll on into our report for the sure. past two weeks okay Faux here we go Let show me, I got it around here welcome to the backlog report this evening we have persona 5 again Again, again, I've been playing Persona 5 a lot. That's that's the one that I've been pouring a lot of time into. Uh, and man, oh man, this is quite a game. There is a lot in this game that goes mm-hmm. on all the time. Characters never stop talking. They just keep talking. Like, it's, it's punctuated by the change of days and things like that. You know, you get different situations and whatever. But um, 
if if you were to time it, like the time that you're not actually doing anything, that you're just pressing the X button to advance dialogue, what I would uh, normally call a cutscene, th- th- that's that's a good chunk of this game. <laughs> I'd say it's at <laughs> least half, at least. Yeah. If yeah. not, if not edging into like 60%. <laughs> I, I was, I was talking to my wife um, because I had played and I talked about it here on the podcast too. I played, you know, nine, nine, nine and virtues last reward. And they are visual novels. Like those are games like, you know, going into it, there's going to be a lot of dialogue because that's, that's what the game is like based around. Obviously those have puzzle elements as well. Um, but when you play a visual novel, like, you know, like reading is going to be, is primarily what this game is about. And I feel like Persona 5 has just about as much dialogue as one of those games. Oh, it um, probably but, has significantly more. I mean, yeah, when, considering, when you sort of think of it, yeah. But it's just not what I, it, well, I mean, I guess I sort of expect, I knew it was going to be a long game, um, but it's, yeah, it's kind of crazy. But I, I also don't want to sound negative about the game. Um, mm-hmm. because it's not, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Like I, I do really like this game so far as it's panning out. I'm going to put it in between three and four, um, as three is, persona three is my favorite of the series. Um, but I am liking this one more than four. Now I, I, I have to throw out this caveat every time. I think the mechanics of gameplay in four are better than three. Um, so mechanically I do like four more than three. I just like what three did the most out of all of them. And I feel like five is an improvement even over four's mechanics, but I think five. Yeah. Like mechanically five is just super slick. Yeah. In a number of different ways, like it streamlines the, the game even further. You know, I've talked about before. I like how it is more SMT. I like the negotiation, the persona negotiation that you do and things like, I like the fact that the personas are not just like, amorphous blobs like the shadows were in three and four like their actual persona monsters um but on top of that as i'm getting further and further into this game i really appreciate the added uh things that you can do in battle because of the social links like social links in other games they're still advantageous but social links in this game can literally change the way that you play the game when you when you fight other other uh you know monsters and things like that yeah Uh, yeah yeah just even if you just like upping the social links with different people in the party um mm -hmm. fleshes out their utility there's a lot of like sort of passive the the word we use is proc and i don't know why we use it but auto procking effects that happen like there's a a lot of stuff where like they'll heal Mm -hmm. other players or the main character from certain status effects or like Yes. They'll do like the, if you get it up high enough, occasionally they'll jump in front of like fatal damage and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. those are, those are definitely some like neat. I just think like for me, it's the additional damage types I really like. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then, cool. yeah, I really like the system. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like quality of life improvements over the, the previous games. Uh, story was fine. It was good. The story was mm. good. Yeah, is is it worth the huge investment? Is kind that, of the question. Yeah, that's the I'm, question. I'm curious. I mean, because I'm not done with it yet. We talked a little bit um, pre podcast. Um, 
about where I am in the game. So I do still have a good chunk left, but I'm also almost done. I'm hoping maybe I can finish it out before our next recording of the podcast. We'll see. But so the the story has like grown more. You can see kind of how it's tying things together. And I, I appreciate so far not knowing the ending. I do appreciate some of the themes that it talked about. You know, in the Discord, I mentioned how there are some things that this game brings up that I feel like are super relevant even right now, you know, in the midst of the COVID crisis and stuff like that. Um, just how it talks about, you know, the, the okay, you know that this character is bad from the very beginning of the game. So every time you see him, he's it's funny you're talking about baldness. He's a bald dude with glasses. Like, you know, he's bad. Um, and he looks, he just looks like, um, I don't know if, if I've ever used this term before, but it, on here and it's, but he just looks like the douchiest of the dude bros. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he just looks like that dude that like, yeah. 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 Kinda you sucks. just want to punch him in the throat for sure. Yep. But he's rising. So again, I haven't finished the game, so I don't know if this is necessarily going anywhere, but you see this on, uh, the newscasts throughout the game. He's rising to political power, and basically his slogans are that like our um, our government is moving too slowly. Like we're in the midst of a crisis, our government is moving too slowly. Elect me, and we will get something done right now. And that like actually took me aback because that was something that I had been thinking about because of other podcasts I listen to and things like that. Um, about how just how quickly we tend to kind of jump the gun on things without like hearing all of the arguments uh nowadays just that's literally just because of the nature of the media of you know how twitter and how things are broken uh i say broken i mean like how stories are broken and how it becomes part of you know the mainstream narrative without actually understanding what's going on it's all just kind of knee-jerk reactions and then it's immediate outcry of like oh, this needs to change because this is part of like some systemic problem that we're seeing right now. And so anyways, I, I was I was just amazed because like this is literally <laughs> what this game is kind of talking about. What the, what the bad guy in this game is using to gain power is like literally something that, is, that happens almost every day in America right now. Um, so, so that was really interesting. I don't know how much that's going to continue. Like if that is where the game actually goes, it seems to kind of touch on some things without dwelling on anything. So I'm not sure. Um, anyways, I don't mean to wax poetic. We'll, we'll do a full episode on persona five later. Um, but that to say like some of the themes are coming out and I'm enjoying at least what it's touching on. I'll have to wait and see how it all kind of pans out before I really, you know, say where it lands. But right now I think it's in between three and four um, in the series for me, because that's all that I've played mainline games in the series and mainline persona. Um, So that's fun. Still dabbling in animal crossing, you know, a few minutes a day. Final real life. The game. Mm, Yep. It's it's fun. I, I got some, the, the turnip, the stalk market that you can be a part of, which is a lot of fun. I finally found out uh, why I had never been into been able to buy into it before, and it's because you can literally only buy stocks, turnips, um, on Sundays between five a.m. and twelve p.m. 
And I am always working on Sunday mornings uh, <laughs> until past 12 p.m. <laughs> so, lucky for me, I had to wake up really early the past couple of weeks to get stuff set up. And so, before I left the house, it was a little bit after five. <laughs> and so, I was able to get in there for that. So, I, so can I just you just like kind of grow a bunch of turnips and flood the market? No, no. Turnips go bad within a week. So, basically, you buy them at X amount only on Sundays, and then you wait, and every day the price of the turnips go up or down. And Mm. and there are two different times. There's the morning and then there's the evening. So you have a chance um, of it, it, you know, selling or or holding on to them until the end of the week. And then they just all rot by the end of the week. So you can't carry over last week's turnips into this week. Thing is, Mm. this game's online, so you you can search Twitter. This is what I did last week is I search Twitter and you can actually go to other people's islands. So if the stocks sell or the turnips are really high in someone else's island, like if you can just get on their island, like sell them all. So there there are people who post on Twitter because everyone is playing this game right now. Um, and you can make a ton of cash money bells. I've, several of the video game podcasts that I listen to have remarked on the fact that I think Animal Crossing New Horizons numbers, it's basically outsold all of the Sony exclusives with the exception of Uncharted. Wow. Which, I mean, dude, that's crazy. That is (laughs) like tremendous numbers. Um, Yeah. And I have no idea what the current standing is, but it's, yeah, it's it's doing very well. Um, I just, it sort of does make me wonder just how much is like, was like, this game was going to be popular period. Mm-hmm. We all yeah. like, you know, animal crossing sort of a big deal. You know, again, I, I mentioned like, I don't get it. It's not really my thing, but I know a lot of people like it, but I do have to wonder how much of this is like, because it's like, well, I can't do anything anyways. Must play animal crossing. Yeah. It's, it's probably a culmination of things because I mean, I've even talked about the reason that I got it is because like, people were sharing stuff online Mm -hmm. and my wife um, because the original animal crossing on GameCube was a game that she actually played. So she was the one who was kind of like, so are you going to get the new animal crossing kind of a thing, which is just crazy. Cause I'm like, wait, you want me to buy a video game? It's like, this is like, get out of my way. (laughs) Yes. Right now. Let me find a deal. I will do this just for you. Um, I'm doing this because I love you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but I will say also, I've literally seen people, friends, uh, like church or other Christian friends, you know, people I've met in other Christian groups and stuff like that, asking where to find a switch because we have the switch shortages Mm. going on right now because they want to play Animal Crossing. And so even that, I'm just like, oh, wow. Like, I do think, I, I think it's a, it's a, a combination of a different of a few different things is like yes there's the just the charming nature of the game that is very inviting um and it's very laid back and and i think that's what a lot of people have have wanted right now on top of that because people are home so much like they can share what they're doing in the game and because of that people are seeing what other people are posting and they're getting interested in as well so I I mean it does seem that seems to be a, a big part of why it sold cuz yeah I also I also read like it is the best selling Switch game in Japan of anything that the Switch has put out which I'm just like oh wow like it's 
sold more in Japan than Zelda, than Smash Brothers, like than Mario. Like that's pretty crazy. <laughs> Those are some crazy numbers. Um, so anyways, yeah, it's it's doing it's doing gangbusters. But I play for, you know, maybe 20 minutes a day. Not not very much at all. And then I played a bit of the game that we're gonna be talking about later in the podcast. Super Mario Brothers 3. I'm I've been playing it on the Switch online, you know, virtual console thingy. I don't even remember what it's called, but uh that thingy. I've been playing it on my Switch. Um, and that's been fun. Uh because it has been in between classes, I did actually pull out a book to read for fun. Oh, um it was fancy. the Institutes of the Christian Religion by John Calvin. Remember when I was trying to read that last year and I didn't finish <laughs> it? Um so I was able to read a bit of that uh this past week. And so that that was cool to jump into again. But then I got uh the syllabus for this next class and I'm gonna be doing a lot of reading for this next class. Uh so I I don't know if I'll be able to go back to the institutes. We'll see. Maybe things will slow down after I have a third kid, you know, M- maybe <laughs> then. <laughs> exactly. Oh my. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm just saying, I, I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's generally not for the first week. That might be true because when a baby is first born, they don't do anything. They sleep and they poop and they eat. So possibly, but then it also depends on my two other kids. Like we still haven't decided if they're going to be here, if they're going to, with the grandparents for a little bit i I don't know i don't know we still have a little bit of time so we'll we'll figure that out but uh i don't know i i I doubt things will ever slow down again i'm too old i'm I'm getting too old for this it just all right danny glover (laughs) um no but i it does even sort of being where we're at yeah it just sort of seemed like everything just picks up momentum Mm -hmm. it just it just seems to move a little quicker and it's still, yes, I, I recognize like, like, you know, 60 seconds is 60 seconds mm-hmm. is 60 seconds, like period. But like, man, it just, as the older I get, the more I'm just like, it just like slips away. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, and a lot of times it's like, yeah, well, I was not smart about what I decided to do with my time. <laughs> well, I don't know if, I don't know if I've actually talked about this on the podcast, so I think, and what I've heard, one of the theories that I've heard for the reason that time seems to be going by faster as you get older is it has to do with the ratio of time that you have been alive compared with the amount of time that something takes. So for instance, when you're three years old, a 24 hour period feels a lot longer because you have not experienced as many of those before. Like it is a much larger fraction of your life at that point than it is at 30 years old. And uh, that makes a lot of sense to me. I don't, you know, I don't know how, how true it seems experientially that that is true. It seems reasonable that that's, that's kind of how it works. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so I think there is something to be said about time literally speeding up, not in a measured fashion, just in the way that we experience it simply as, as a ratio of our entire life. But anyways, uh, that's enough of that. Uh, the only other thing that I wanted to mention, just because we talk about some of these things when we report on what we've done, is my wife and I started a show last night. And um, if you want to be frustrated uh, by 
I don't know, life in America. I don't even know if that's the case. Well, I mean, you can do a number of different things, but we started a show and we actually, we do enjoy it, but there is part of it that's, that's kind of frustrating watching it. It's a show on Netflix. It's called Trial by Media. And it's basically this series um, where it takes one episode. And I think the episodes are about an hour long. We watched two of them last night. Um, it takes an episode and it talks about a specific um trial that happened you know a crime that was committed and how it blew up in the media and how that affects um the way that the trial progressed for a number of different reasons the first two episodes were wildly different in their like subject matter and what they covered like one um for instance was a guy murdered someone because he was invited onto one of those like trashy daytime TV shows where the other guy confessed that he was gay and he was attracted to the other guy. So later the other guy who was embarrassed on national TV goes and murders the guy. And so like that trial was huge because the trashy TV show was huge. And so the, like it, the popularity kind of like swirled out of control. And so it, you know, there there are different biases that go into that. And it it becomes this thing that's bigger than just the fact that someone murdered someone else. And don't get me wrong, Imago Dei, like that is the biggest thing is that someone died in it. I just mean that the story, they actually say this on the show, the story became the story as opposed to like, like all of the surrounding circumstances became the story as opposed to the core of the issue in my mind is that the crime was committed. This man was murdered. Like that's what needs to be focused on rather than the media circus that happened around that. So Hmm. anyways, yeah, it can definitely be frustrating because like you're disagreeing because you know, they interview both the prosecution and the defendants and things like that. So you get these different sides and things go back and forth. Obviously it, it, tells a certain story as well with the with the way that it's it's told but uh yeah trial by media it's uh really interesting again i talked about these themes that you find in persona 5 and like jumping to conclusions and this totally does the same thing so uh it's it's all pretty interesting in my estimation so if you want to check that out anyways uh i'm talking far far too much you can tell i've been playing persona 5 hopefully you're not like skipping past all my dialogue by pressing the start button uh, what have you been, what, what do you have to report on, good sir? Um, well, uh, like you, I have been playing Super Mario Brothers 3. Mm. Um, uh, I have been playing mine on my 3DS because I was like, yeah, I need a sort of, a, I think I, uh, I originally picked it back up because that was, I had a, uh, a save state. Ah, gotcha. It's been interesting. It's and we'll talk about it a little bit more, but it is interesting how like sort of the, especially in the earlier levels, uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot of like muscle memory that just comes back. And it's like, Oh yeah, I remember this. And it's like, bop, bop, yeah. you know, it's like you just sort of like cruise. Um, that's, that's been an enjoyable experience. Uh, been playing more, uh, Diablo three, <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice friend, friend of the show, John Marcus, uh, our beloved CT, Yes. He's he's been playing that again and so my brother and John and I and then occasionally Parker have been sort of swimming in those loot infested waters. Yeah, it's uh it's Diablo 3. I like it a whole bunch and I probably play entirely too much of it. 
Um, <laughs> it's just uh, they they are you know, not to get too far into it because I know this is sort of like very like inside baseball. But right now in the adventure mode, which is uh, well in seasonal play, they introduced a gem, and then there's a mechanic called the Kanai Cube. It's this is so okay. sort of like under the hood, and it's it's but it's basically. Right now, you can break that game and you can make builds with characters that in just like normal play are these things are completely like unattainable. Um, so it's, it's just been interesting. Yeah, I don't know how far down the rabbit hole I want to go on this one and, t- and talking about, but it's just <laughs> like you. right now, because of the seasonal content, you can just do things with the game that you couldn't prior to that. And it's 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 cool, okay, and uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, Luke. And I were talking about it, my brother and I were talking about it. And it's like the game sort of reminds me, like not necessarily, but reminds me of like maybe like I, I said, like like a dance or um, maybe like jazz or it's like it's it's sort of like has these qualities where like once you know the structures and the forms, like you can sort of break outside of them to do your own own thing. And that's where it gets really kind of fun. And that's where I like to get, you can really get into the weeds on some of that stuff. And uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's a, it's got really great loot cycle, loot systems. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I like that game. Looking forward to uh, Diablo 4 and hearing more Mm -hmm. about that. But that's, I did complete uh, Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons or uh, Mm -hmm. whatever. And, uh, you know, you and I talked a little bit about that in the bro hang, and uh, I ended up landing it. it this game en- ends up in w- pretty much what I would call the should play category. It's okay. one of those things where overall the game is just kind of like, okay. Um, but when you see this game through to the end, I think there is a substantial, and, and again, you and I talked about this, but there's there's a a substantial experience at the end of this game, like, you know, at the end of the whole experience, like when you sit yep. back and you're like, you're sort of like, Oh, uh, you know, th- there's, it's, it's very, very good. Um, like it's just hard to describe other than, yeah. And, and the thing is it's short. It's like two, three, three and a half hours, maybe. So it's, it's definitely worth playing. Yeah. As far as reading goes, uh, I, briefly uh opened up my systematic theology by lethem i did not get nearly into it the way i wanted to the other day um i'm hoping to sometime here in the week carve out some time to sort of really dig in i need to have the first chapter done before uh our theology group meets uh via zoom call nice and Maybe we'll actually meet in public for that. Because, ah. we, well, where I am in Pennsylvania, we've been moved into the yellow mm-hmm. phase. And so that means uh, we can hold social gatherings of up to, but no greater than 25. Uh, okay. Our church reopened. Um, and there's just, there's some stuff there. It's just been good. Um, I still can't get a haircut. Um, but, <laughs> uh, yeah. So... Uh, a little bit of Old Testament and New Testament reading. Uh, but I'll tell you what, the one thing coming back to work, that first week of back to work, it was really hard for me to do anything because like the two weeks off, like you mentioned that you did had done some like housework, some stuff around the house. We mm-hmm. we painted our dining room and we're oh, nice. sort of in the process of 
we've been in the house for a few years now and we've we never painted anything i was just like ah, we'll get around to it but we're gonna be doing some painting and just like little reno cleanup sort of things just to like sort of put our fingerprint on the house so to speak in in a more significant way so but yeah the old testament new testament stuff uh lethem and then I'm looking here. Uh, my memorization, I kind of, like I said, it, just because of the work, go, going back to work, it, like and just the physical intensity of it, and the just the the volume of the parcels and everything. My memorization sort of took a hit last week. Uh, mm-hmm. Hoping to sort of course correct and get. I mean, I basically have all of the first chapter of Galatians and the first ten or so. Like a, a sizable chunk of the second chapter, um, okay. sort of locked away, and and yeah. So I did want to bring up um, my quiet time. You know, quiet time has been pretty good. I'm I'm sort of still, for the most part, maintaining that table talk using the table talk devotional and that gentle and lowly um, by Dane Ortland. I'm pretty sure it's Dane mm-hmm. Ortland. Um, but yeah, really recommend both of those. The Dane Ortland series, uh, like I said, you can get it on the the iTunes or the 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 Apple Podcast app. Um, it's just called Gentle and Lonely. It's fourteen episodes. It's two weeks, and each, you know each episode or whatever is like five six ish minutes, um, where he okay. sort of talks about a verse and you know it's like walks you through some of the things that this verse reveals about the nature of christ and just the nature of god in general but i did want to bring up real quick too uh something like megan and i have been watching um parks and rec uh it's fun i enjoy it there are some well april and andy got married we watched that episode and that was interesting um (laughs) Because that's a bit of a fever dream. Yeah, yeah, just a it, little. It's it's really weird. Let's see. Uh, well, I told you you about Ultraman Geed. Mm-hmm. Wesley uh, Wesley got me into it, and I'm like, ah, okay, okay, Wesley. I see, I I see this, and uh, I like it. I I dig it a whole bunch. But uh, Paul Maxwell, I want I bleh, with his. Uh, Whatever his latest podcast series is called, Paul Maxwell Today or whatever. He Today. had a four yep. Yeah, he had a fourteen, fifteen minute segment that I thought I listened to. I've listened to it a couple times and I thought it was it, it it's interesting. It's, it's it's good stuff. So I'll point that out. Yeah. So, yeah, plug it for sure. But yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much been it for me as far as that goes. It's been two weeks. <laughs> I'm going to do that every single oh, no. time. Oh, no. This might be my last. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. Just kidding. both referenced it but i I guess moving into the topic of the show we are playing what what i have dubbed the superior 
Mario Brothers, mm-hmm. Super Mario Brothers 3. And mm. there, there were a couple thoughts that prompted this. One, um, you know, the backlog buster for May and June is the Super Mario Brother games. We want people to play those if they haven't or just to go back and revisit them because the reality is these games are all sort of master classes in level design and gameplay just as far as like when you look at sort of the 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 platforming uh genre or whatever you want to call these you know the mario games these are the pinnacle um you know and i'm not trying to throw shade but the reality is mario gets it nintendone (laughs) <laughs> um, uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I didn't have any, I was going to like some, some sort of rip on Sonic or whatever, but, uh, you know, it falls within our backlog buster, which I thought was fitting, but it's also number one with a bullet on our top 100. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, this game, I, and, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it took the number one slot by a significant amount of points. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, the, the reality is, too, is when you look at a lot of other, like, top 50 or top 100 lists, this game shows up, and it shows up towards the top yep. almost every time. Yep, it's um, like it rode the P-Wing all the way to the top of the stage, all the way to the top all the of way, the list. Tippy top, all the way to the tippy top. No Tanuki suit clown in there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that, I, that was a bad, that was bad, bad. <laughs> But poorly Nate done. Poorly, uh, poorly Nate done. Jeepers! <laughs> oh boy, this is gonna be a heck of a ride here, boyos. Uh, poorly done, Nate. Poorly done. <laughs> so, uh, you, you know, in in looking at Super Mario Brothers three, I I wanted to take just a minute here to talk about personal memories. Yeah, uh, about this. So because, it, but you and I both have played this. We both have sort of nostalgic connections here, but let's start, you, you start us off, Josh, and uh, sort of what are your memories, like what's your initial connecting point with this game or, you know, I mean, besides that that cinematic phenom uh, known <laughs> as The Wizard. Right. No, I mean, seriously. Or that, The Wiz or whatever was it was amazing. called. No, yeah, you had it, The Wizard. That's okay. A, yes, that, that, that brings up waves of nostalgia as a kid. It's where I first saw the the Power Club, um, even though it's, it's so, so bad. bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> that yeah, no that that is a, a great video game movie. It, great in quotation marks. It's a great video game commercial. Hour long video game commercial. Uh, anyways, starring so, Fred Savage. <laughs> Fred Savage and uh, if you know her, uh, the musician Rilo Kylie, um, she plays the the girl. I had so, no idea. Yep. Yep. That's a, I mean, her band is Rilo Kylie. What's her name? Yeah. I can't think of her um, name off the top of my head, but uh, yeah, the, the, the singer, the, the front woman for Rilo Kylie, she is the, the girl that, you know, she's kind of a punk girl, but in, in the movie, I mean, you know, she's, she's yeah. got kind of a hard edge to her um, with Fred I Savage. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Like Jenny Lewis, I, that's her name. I uh, listen, I've listened to, I, I, I think I have in my life bought, an album or two by Rilo Kylie. Mm-hmm. Now it's she's a, doing like, stuff under Jenny Lewis. Um, hmm. but, I mean, obviously Rilo Kylie was a band. This, you know, she has her solo stuff too. Anyways. Yeah. So, so interesting fact about that movie. That is Jenny Lewis. Um, huh. 
So fun stuff. And then, uh, so the, yeah, no, that's, that's a great movie. And it definitely, man, uh, builds the hype for Mario brothers three, like just seeing, I mean, that, that's a whole other conversation in and of itself is like, you didn't see video games on TV like you do nowadays, you know, like video games, video games are bigger than movies nowadays. That was not the case, uh, back in the eighties, early nineties, um, uh, wizard came out in 89. So, so the fact that it showed a huge scene, like playing an actual Nintendo game before it was released, like that was a big deal. Not that I saw the wizard on, you know, anywhere near its release date, but still it was super cool to see. So, um, as far as my memories of the game, the first time I remember playing it actually was at a friend's house. She had the top loader NES, if you've seen one of those before. So not the, the toaster looking ones, um, but the, the ones that, uh, well, you actually kind of stick it in more like a toaster. Um, but it's a much smaller, it, it was more like a super Nintendo, but like half yeah. the size. And you stick Did that come with the like the paddles too? Were sort of what they call like the dog bone. Yes, it came with the okay. Now, yep. And and I've got a soft spot. I, when we got our our NES, I think my dad got it at like a garage sale or something like that. Which I'm sure he rused the day that he did because he doesn't like video games. Uh, but he you know he just thought it was cool for us kids, and then you know that's what got us started. Uh, anyways, um, we always had a dog bone controller. So that is my default NES control. I mean, it's so, it feels so good in your hands, like going back to a regular NES controller. I'm just like, ugh, like this, I, sure I can get used to it, but it is not very ergonomic. Listen, you have not lived until that rectangular, <laughs> rectangular paddle has carved notches into yeah. your hands yeah i i enjoy the dog bone a lot so yeah we had one and then it, she also had it she was across the street uh when i was really i mean i i must have been must have been like nine ten maybe and and so she had a top loader system she had a few games uh there was like back to the future two and three i remember um the, the donkey kong three she had that one uh, but she also, which are all threes. This is so weird, but she also had super Mario brothers three. And I remember playing it and boys and girls, this was in the day when cartridges don't save. It was very rare no. when you could have a game that you could save. And, um, so I got well, a lot of the, the games that did have save features that outside of like legend of Zelda, it was all that password stuff. Right. Yep. So. Yep. yep. But the original NES release didn't have any kind of, pa- of password, anything like nope. that. You can have unlimited no. continues, which is nice. So don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but it meant that you had to beat this game in a single sitting. And this was pre, before we had internet in our house. Um, so I didn't know anything about warp whistles. I thought that was just something in the wizard. I, I didn't know they were actually in the game. Um, so I, anyways, all that to say is I got very familiar with the first couple of worlds in this game. I remember getting as far as getting to the, um, getting up into the sky in that world and leaving the system on, literally leaving it on when, you know, the next day, like she went to school, whatever we, I, I go over to her house after school and her parents had turned off the system because they just thought that she forgot to turn it off. 
Um, but it was on all day because, you know, that's what you had to do if you wanted to pick up your progress. Um, so that was the first time I remember playing it. After, you know, waxing poetic about that, I've actually played more of this game through uh, the Mario All-Stars game on Super mm-hmm. Nintendo because we had that growing up. And that's when I actually beat it. That does have a save feature. Um, it has redone graphics. I don't know if the physics are any different. I I don't think they are in Mario 3, but I could be wrong. But that one was generally easier. We had internet by that time. We used warp whistles, so I, I had beaten it. You know, the thing the thing with save save points and warp whistles is that you can abuse the snot out of it by continually playing through the first world and just loading up on P Wings. You could mm. you could be really cheap if if you wanted to back in the day. So so that's my history with Mario Three. It was primarily at a friend's house when I was really young, and then uh later on Super Mario All-Stars on Super Nintendo. How about you? When did you first play? Um, what are your impressions? Or I well, I I don't remember the exact time, but I know this was one of a handful of games. Like after my parents bought the Nintendo, th- they just didn't really buy much of anything. Like we we had a handful of games including that awful uh Bible Adventures game okay. or whatever okay. that like um, which I, I played the mess out of, but this mm-hmm. was like one of a handful of games, like where they ended up getting it for, for me, uh, for us, whatever the, the kids. And it was just, yeah, it was one of those things where from the moment we got it and I think we got it fairly early on. Like, I'm not saying that, like, I don't think we got it right when it came out, but I think within those first co- couple of months, I think it might've been like an, okay. an wow. Easter present for all of us kids okay um and and we were obsessed we were obsessed and and yeah it was very much like in school it's like you heard about the warp whistles you you know you went over to your buddy's house and he had nintendo the the nintendo power with all the hints and stuff and you just you try to like burn that into your brain yeah uh, yeah it's uh yeah it, it was just a game that was pretty much from the time we got it i mean it's not like we didn't we played other things um Mm -hmm. but that was one of the ones that just it it probably spent many many hours uninterrupted sort of in in the nas Mm -hmm. but uh yeah it was it was it's one of those things and it's just like i just remember looking at it because we didn't own super mario brothers 2 i had played a little bit of super mario brothers 2 at a friend's house or at a cousin's or something mm-hmm. but the the jump like we had owned super mario we we owned the original super mario brothers and like the jump from there like it's like you look at the first one and then you play the third one and you're like yes. like you know my my tiny like prepubescent brain just like broke um and and sort of just going back though, I did mention Super Mario Brothers too, and I, I I did want to say like the more I play this, the more I really prefer in many ways the sprite work from Super Mario Brothers too. I think it would be really wild to see Super Mario Brothers three done with those sprites. Mm-hmm. I mean, they would totally have to change the scale of the game in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, anyway, that that's just me, and I'm kind of like, huh, hmm. you know, but uh, that's that's the mad scientist me. So yeah, I mean, like it was just like we, it was one of a handful of games we had, and we just played the mess out of it, and it, it was very much like I remember several incidents where it's like i was angry at my dad because he turned the nintendo off <laughs> and it's like it's like there you go i was almost done yeah yeah yeah, yeah. In, in our case we weren't even close that's like what halfway into the game <laughs> and and it only gets harder from there so yeah yeah but um so what coming back to it this time what what were some of your thoughts and just sort of revisiting this game. I would say it definitely, it still holds up. It is so mm-hmm. good. Even, even now the control, you know, it, I guess you could say it might be a little slippery. It's not, I, w- I was going to say the controls are very tight and yes, they are, but there is a little bit of a little bit of drift in there as well. Uh, that you kind of have to account for. It is not as bad as the original Mario Brothers. Um, it's not as bad as a lot of different games, but I do think it's still there a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It it doesn't have the same tight controls as like a Mega Man does. The pre- I, I it it doesn't have the same precision. The preci- okay, there you go. Yes, that's probably that's, a much yeah. better way of saying it. Uh, because there it feels been- really good. Like, don't get me wrong. This game yeah. feels great. I'm not. I'm not putting it down. Uh, you know, you had mentioned this as we were talking earlier, but I completely agree. I'm kind of surprised coming back to it, how short a lot of the levels are. I very much appreciate that right now. Yeah. <laughs> Playing a short experience um, instead of Persona 5. Uh, it, it's really, <laughs> it's really nice. It's just kind of funny thinking back like, oh, these, these levels like either used to give me a lot of trouble or in my mind, like in my younger mind, you know, it felt like I was banging my head up against the wall on this particular level. Um, when actually now that I look at it, oh, no, it's actually a pretty short level. Like there's not that much. You just need to, you know, get one or two things down and then you can finish it out kind of a thing. So the length of the levels uh, is, is surprising. But man, you know, like I said, it really holds up. Like the level design itself in this game is great. It it feels so good. Um, it's interesting that you say that, you know, what you said about the art style, because to me, Mario Brothers 3 is the quintessential like 2D Mario look. Like I really like the way that everything looks. It's definitely the most Japanese that Mario has ever looked. <laughs> it's mm. it's kind of chibi kind of weeby um just everything in general that between mario and the, a freaking tanuki <laughs> right that's pretty japanese even the enemies as well but it it is such a it's such a leap forward from where mario was before well i say that i'm thinking in terms of like the development team again i mentioned this a little bit kind of pre-show but if you think about, so here in America, we have Mario Brothers and then Mario Brothers 2, which if you don't know this, if you haven't been on the internet, um, Mario Brothers 2 here in America was actually a totally different game in Japan. Um, was it Doki Doki Panic? That's it. Doki Doki okay. Panic. And they just basically just reskin the sprites. 
Now it was from a, a very similar team. It wasn't it wasn't exactly the same people who worked on Mario, but a lot of the same people worked on this game. So it was very closely related. I want to say Shigeru Miyamoto still like overlooked the project. So it it was very closely related to that that same team had their hands on it. So it wasn't like they just plucked a random game. Anyways, um so that that was called Super Mario USA in Japan when they reskinned it for America and brought it over as Mario Brothers 2 because the original Mario Brothers 2 which now goes by the lost levels here in America um was basically a level pack for the original Mario Brothers that is stupid difficult and don't let the techno funk boy tell you otherwise um because it, it has will... it has poison mushrooms in it that mm-hmm. hurt you early like early in the game like mm-hmm. it immediately introduces you to the fact that oh not all mushrooms are good you will die if you touch this thing yeah it's it's uh it's it's interesting yeah th- there's also wind which r- royally screws you over a lot of the time so anyways Mar- the original mario brothers 2 was a very different game it was more mario brothers 1 just way more difficult so if you think about the jump from that to Mario Brothers 3, I mean, that is a colossal change for reasons that we'll get into as we go on. But I mean, just right off the top of my head, um, tons of new power-ups, uh, an overworld map, the fact that you can take power-ups with you, the the different ways to get lives at the end of the levels and the little additional levels that you can go to to get other items. I mean, there there's so much about this game that pioneered a lot of things for the Mario Brothers series, and I would say also for the side-scrolling platformer in general. I mean, what side-scrolling platformer doesn't have an overworld map anymore? Like, this this game is super influential and still playable today, which I think is amazing. Anyways, I'm getting carried away. I'm just no, amazed no, no, no. At, <laughs> at at the the colossal jump from a very very difficult Mario One for us Americans to Mario Three because it makes more sense if you're here in America like oh these games are all different Mario is different than Mario Two is different than Mario Three um, so it was kind of like an anthology series a lot of game series were like that back in the day because you didn't have these same uh, established genres that you have nowadays. Um, but in Japan, it was straight from Lost Levels to Mario 3, which is pretty amazing in hindsight. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is just, it's an interesting sort of genealogy. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I think, honestly, I think that in, well, even looking at the, the hold mechanic that's introduced in Mario, oh, yeah, there you Super go. Mario that's Brothers 3. Else. I think that that probably actually directly comes back to Super Mario Brothers 2 USA, you know, or Doki Doki Panic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it's like, well, you can pick up things now. And it's like, well, okay. Yeah, it's it's very interesting, some of the jumps. I, 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 I in coming back to this game, I really yes. did, like, I have loved it. Up until about World Six, and we'll talk about like <laughs> at that point in time, like uh, I mean, like the the obvious, you know, sort of obvious tropes in here that like there's like the water level. I just kind of rolled my eyes at. I'm like, eh. Um, 
But okay. it's just, it is such an interesting game. And there's so many sort of like interesting, like one-off concepts and stuff like that. Or even just sort of like, uh, like uh, there were just so, so many like charming moments, right? Um, I think about like just a couple of things that stand out to me is like when you, the, the level with a Goomba, the levels rather with the Goomba shoe, the Goomba boot uh-huh. or what, yeah. the, the Karibo shoe. You know, mm-hmm. as we were sort of like talking back and forth uh, pre-show. But um, yeah, it's like th- that stuff. It's like there's some really charming sort of standout one-off kind of moments. And uh, I would say like the one thing that I've noticed is, yeah, I would say like it's it's not as slippery, I think is a good word. But as uh, as like the, the old, as the first game. But man, there are times right. when like I just... And I'm abusing, like, let's, let's be, you know, all cards on the table. I'm totally abusing save states just okay. because I don't care. Like, I'm like, I'm not fighting this game. I'm not like, you know, I don't care if I die, but if it's just something like stupid where it's like, I'm just going to just load the save state. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, um, I'm curious, are you using save states in the levels themselves? Or only outside the levels? Mostly outside the levels. Okay. Um, I have... So you know how occasionally you'll you'll uh, pop up the, the match game? Yeah. Uh, like the, the memory sort of card game thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, I I use save states to just abuse that. Gotcha. Manipul- <laughs> just like, I'm just like, ah, no, I'm going to take everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... Uh, and I remember that was something as a kid. I remember like the first time you got one and you filled out one the whole way. Like, like this is amazing. Yeah. 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 It's like, sure. you, you know, um, you, you sort of had this like, you know, I am a, I am a, a, a phenom, a wonder. <laughs> I am the wizard. Um, but it's just, it's been a very enjoyable game. And yeah, it still yeah. does stand up. I mean, mm-hmm. like, like, I think graphically, like, yes, it is a very sort of, it's it's very much a Nintendo game, um, which is interesting because, like, in order to do everything they did, they actually had to add a custom chipset to the, the cartridge. Um, but it's like it's very much a Nintendo game, and you can tell. Mm-hmm. But it's still it's phenomenal, and it's like you know coming back and replaying it, I'm like, yeah, it totally deserves the the sort of all the accolades that have been thrown at it because I think. In a lot of ways, it and I, I was talking to, to Paul and uh, when, when Paul and, and Micah and I did the video chat and, and when yeah. Wes hopped on, we, we, we were sort of talking about it a little bit. And I said, like, I prefer Mar- Super Mario Brothers 3 to Super Mario, is it, World on Super Nintendo. And I know that's like blasphemy to some people, but I'm like, listen, here's Not the me. thing. Uh, <laughs> well, that's because you're you're smart and uh, and and refined and handsome and uh, knowledgeable. Um, anyways, uh, it's it's interesting because and I said like here's the deal: Super Mario Brothers three is the pinnacle of the NES. Like there is no other game on the NES that sort of uses that system to the extent that Super Mario Brothers three does. I said, whereas Super Mario World was sort of at the beginning of the SNES cycle, and as years go, as the years went on, there were better games that used the SNES, well, in better ways. 
And so it's like, while Super Mario World is a very good game, it does not, like, frankly, in my opinion, it does not hold a candle to Super Mario Brothers 3. Because in a lot of ways, Super Mario World is just sort of like Super Mario Brothers 3 plus. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's just it's sort of like oh we're gonna make a, a sort of a, a new version of Super Mario Brothers three and yes you get Yoshi and the power ups are different and stuff yeah. but it's really just it's just sort of taking that formula um, that was perfected in Super Mario Brothers three and sort of like playing you know adding on to that a little bit but that's neither here nor there <laughs> that's not actually what we're talking about uh, I see what you did you got me. Yeah, I no, I got me, me on a on me. a rabbit trail. Uh, <laughs> you you tricky guy. Um, so let's take a minute. You know, I mentioned the Goomba shoe, but let's take a minute just to sort of look at some of the different power ups and mechanics that. Well, at this point in time, they've sort of become commonplace in the lexicon of of the Super Mario Brother games, right? But it's like you know, I brought up we we brought up the whole the hold mechanic. I brought up mm-hmm. the Goomba shoe. Um, out of all, like, like I mean, you know, the Fire Flower is is returning. The the Super Mushroom returns. The One Up Mushroom returns. Uh, you know, obviously there's coins, but what else? What else does this game introduce? There is so much. There, there's more than I, I mean. I remembered all these power ups before, but I do have to just say it, it's amazing to think again. If you're thinking this is coming off the lost levels. Like they added so many more power ups to this game, it's kind of ridiculous because you you have to think up until this point you've only seen Mario with Fire Flower, right? I mean that's the most uh, and the superstar, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, the star as well. Um, and then yeah, the the bad the one up mushrooms like you said, and then the bad mushrooms from Mario two. So um. With that mindset, you come into Mario 3 and there are just so many different power-ups. First of all, uh, and, and they're second-tier power-ups as well. So now it's solidified that Mario gets a mushroom first and turns into Super Mario. And from then, he'll stack on his new costumes, mm-hmm. his new power-ups on top of that. Um, I do just want to point that out because I found out this week... That, um, you know, in the original Mario Brothers, if you had a, if you had a fire flower and you got hit, you would turn a small Mario, you'd turn back into regular Mario. That is the case with Mario three in its original form in Japan. Um, really? Yep. That's what I found out that it was, um, that they shipped it over to Nintendo of America and they, they said that it was still a little too difficult and so the fact that you only go down from like your second tier power up to back to Super Mario, uh, that is just in the American version. I don't know if that has since changed over in Japan, um, but the original versions, apparently that was the case. So anyways, we're talking about power ups and, and the different ones you can get. So the first um, and the one that they really kind of pushed for this game, it, it's literally on the box of the American version is the raccoon suit, the raccoon leaf that you get. You turn into a raccoon. Can we can we pause for just a second? Yes. That box art is some of my favorite box art ever. American that, or that Japanese? The the American, the yeah. ye- the yellow yep. box 
with Mario in the raccoon suit and Super Mario Brothers 3. And I was it blue. I think blue font, like the yes. blueprint. I yep. can't that I've I every once in a while, like and I don't do it because I'm just I don't know what color scheme I am, but I'm pretty sure I can't rock yellow. But <laughs> I see T-shirts with that 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 image and like yellow T-shirts. And I'm like, man, that is just to me, that is some of the best box art. Mm hmm maybe ever just i'm just like i just have to throw that out there yeah. that's one of my favorite um designs on a video game you know box cover whatever yeah uh it's just i i i've always i i as a kid i remember just like actually just staring at that box and drawing that over and over and over again that's that's interesting just because it's so simple like it's just yeah the, the just well the yellow i mean box. mario looks talk, so good though for sure we, we've talked about how like i've just i my proclivities or my i tend towards sort of a minimalist sort of clean design yeah. i think that's just early on like i was like oh i like this i like this mm -hmm. a lot that, so. that makes sense. Have you seen the the Japanese box art? No, it is no, it is I... not minimalist. It still uses that same uh, Mario look. I mean, like he is the same. Oh my! It just adds a lot more. Like you can see the Koopa. Kids, it's a, the Koopa it's a lot busier. Cousins, right? Right. Um, I really like it because I like I like the style. I mean, the whole. Again, it's kind of like chibi. It's the most Japanese that Mario has ever looked. And and he's pretty much retained this look from then on. Um, mm -hmm. it, actually, that that's one of the things I have against World is I think he looks kind of funky. I'm not as big on the art design of that game. Uh, but that's Now, are you talking about the pixel art or are you talking about yeah, just like the... The pixel art. The, 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 yeah, his shape is a little different. He looks a little weird. I just like the look of three so much more. Um, even even um, Mario All Stars three still looks really good too. I like that. I like because it's based on you know it's just a slight upgrade. Uh, but World just looks and even to to some effect personally sounds a little funky to me uh, for a Mario game. But that's that's just personal. Mario World is a great game. Don't get me wrong. Um, Man, it, it brings the nostalgia for sure when I take a look at it. So the raccoon that's here. Oh, <laughs> what was that? I'm just I'm looking at Super Mario All Stars, um, the Super Mario Brothers three. I really, really like that that yeah. pixel art. Like, mm, it's, that looks real good. Yeah, yeah, and that th it's what I remember more. Uh, personally, but just because I played it more growing up, um, it is, it's not as, you know, we were talking about minimalism, um, but the, the, it adds a lot of little things. It adds more color. It rounds some of the hard edges a little bit, but it, it's, it's just more bright and vibrant than going back to the original NES. It's a little bit more flat, which is fine. It's still pushing the hardware. Like, don't get me wrong. Like you said, they added in a new chip in order to even increase the size and what they could do with this game. So 
Um, it is not bad by any stretch of the imagination. They just added more for the Super Nintendo version. That's all. So it's just pretty cool. So the raccoon, man, it's it's still one of my favorites. I love being able to fly. I just think that is super cool uh, in a Mario game. And even just the way that they implemented it in this, that you have to get kind of a running start in order to fly. Um, is, is Got to really build good. up that P meter. Yeah, exactly. Do you, do you have any idea what the P stands for? I think it just stands for power. Just power? Okay. Power, Super Mario power. There you go. I'm going to, I'm just going to look it up. P in P meter. <laughs> That's it. Mm. Um, maybe it's, uh, Paisano. That's probably what it is. It's your Paisano. Paisano power. Paisano power. The P meter and power meter. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So there's the power wing, which is literally just the, uh, leaf, the raccoon leaf, except you just always have constant full power meter. Um, so I have a soft spot for that one. That one's probably my favorite, even though there are lots of really cool ones. You mentioned the Goomba shoe. That one is so much fun. Even if it's not the most useful, it looks super cute. And I realize how weird it sounds with me saying that. Uh, but it, it, man, it, it's, it's just so much fun. It, the fact that you like you can like walk over those little chompy plants mm-hmm. with the boot on, I'm like, yep, yes, please. It makes it feel will. real good. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, Suck yeah, it. in your yeah, exactly. <laughs> Suck it, chompy plants. <laughs> I don't think they're called chompy plants, but yeah, but whatever, um, whatever they're called. So you know, Karibo shoe. Uh, I I also I, I talked about this in our Discord. I have a soft spot for the frog suit. I mean, again, it's fun. It's not it, very useful outside of the water. Once you're in water, oh my goodness, it is awesome. Um, but, you know, jumping around, I, I just think it looks so, yeah, maybe cute is the right word. I just feel like, I just feel weird saying that. <laughs> like the cuteness of the outfit is what makes me want to use it. Um but it's just, it's so weird and quirky and I just love it. I think it's fantastic. So I, I do really like the frog suit as well. Um, do you have any favorites outside of the Goomba shoe? I'm a Tanuki guy. Okay. I like, well, so the t- Tanuki suit is basically an upgraded version of uh, the, the, the leaf, mm-hmm. the power leaf or whatever. Um, but it's like, and, and, and a Tanuki is a, you know, for those who don't know, it's this sort of mystic Japanese raccoon dog sort of thing, which in the game or not in the game, but in they're they're interesting. I just, if, if you're interested and want to just sort of get a glimpse into how weird, um, Japanese culture can be. Google Tanukis. I'm just saying it's uh interesting. Uh, they possess interesting anatomy. That's all gotcha. I'm going to say. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and uh, but so you put on the suit, and it, again, you get the tail. But it's like instead of like the the raccoon ears and the raccoon tail, he's got this whole like brown suit. Like the, you know how the frog suit sort of envelops him. Well, yep. now he can. I, and, and I do like the frog suit. Especially, I feel like in World Three and any of the water yeah. levels, um, 
we we talked about it briefly before we started recording this uh but the auto the there's some auto scrolling levels and one of them is one they're all i i just as a general rule do not like that in level design but mm-hmm. uh the auto scrolling water level with the frog suit is not nightmare inducing whereas <laughs> playing it without it just makes me want to shriek um yeah and then if you hold and and this is my favorite part and it's dumb and it doesn't it's really a very in a lot of ways not useful power but if you hold down and b he turns into a statue Mm -hmm. and i'm like i just it's dumb i like that but and he can't be hurt as the statue but that lasts like five seconds or something and then he like pops out of it um but which, but it can also be frustrating because if you're trying to do that little like the the down and B sort of slide underneath, like if you've got oh, a yeah. space that's only like sometimes you'll accidentally like it'll accidentally turn you into a statue. And I'm like, no, no, I don't want to be a statue. I want to slide underneath the block. But I, I like the Tanuki suit. Um, I also do like the Hammer Brothers suit, but yeah. it is way more rare than oh yeah the tanuki suit even and so on this playthrough i actually have two of them and i'm like nice. i'm like it's like the 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 nintendo rng has smiled upon me <laughs> um or you know it, whatever the, the however that gets decided um so it's but i was like oh that's rad i was like i have two I have two two hammer brother suits i have two um which and at that point in time, it's sort of a in a way it's a powered up fireball um you put on this it's it's a very different looking suit than the fireball suit but instead of throwing little bouncy fireballs you basically throw hammers which right. you know i i did appreciate paul's comment uh whether mm-hmm. it was in the brochacho mm-hmm. den or where but where he was like listen like if you said oh you can shoot a fireball out of your finger or you can throw a hammer at me. What, I'm I'm gonna say like I'll take my chances with the fireball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and yeah. I was like, uh, that's a fair point, right? Putting it into context. For some reason, I I was just thinking about yeah, and a ball of flames like that would be pretty freaky. But yeah, if someone had an unlimited supply of hammers and was hurling them at your face, yeah, 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 that's that's not ideal. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like not a fan, Just right? Not a fan, right? Not not great. Not not a great time. <laughs> um, uh, you you mentioned auto scrolling levels. That is another innovation uh, in Mario Brothers Three. Like that's that's just something else that they came up with. Um, and I mean, are you sure? Are you sure about that? I thought there were some auto scrollers in Super Mario, the original Super Mario Brothers. In the original. I don't. Yeah, any. I mean, I'm. I'm gonna Google this. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm fact checking you. Okay. Uh, auto scrolling. But man, my brain. Boop boop boop. This is only the finest radio. <laughs> only the finest radio, because we are professionals. Um, I guess it Pretty is. Sure. Um. I could have sworn there was one in the original Super Mario Brothers, but it is looking like examples of auto-scrolling levels include 
Many levels in Super Mario Brothers 3, Super Mario World, Super Mario World 2, uh, blah, blah, Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island, and new Super Mario Brothers. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess that is sort of the, uh, oh man. Yeah, well, it's not, it's not my favorite. Right, yeah. No, I, I understand that. It's just one of the things about this game, and I totally get that. Yes, we both have a lot of nostalgia for this game. Um, But also we did start off, you know, we talked about, hey, this isn't just us. Like, this is consistently voted one of the best video games of all time. Indeed. And part of the reason for that is is its innovation, how its its legacy has reverberated throughout video games anywhere. (laughs) I'm I'm not saying it invented an auto-scroller. I'm saying it's the first in Mario Brothers. Um, I could be wrong by that. I don't know if it invented an auto-scroll, but I doubt it. I'm sure there are Atari games with auto-scrolling levels. So, mm. um, regardless, that's just another thing that this game does that wasn't seen in other Mario titles. Um, it, it's it's just an ama- amazing leap forward that really, when it comes down to it, it is about the levels and what you can do and, and the creativity within the level design itself. And I think it is uh, top notch in that area as well. Now I, I feel before we move on completely from like power ups mm-hmm. and mechanics, there are, there yeah. are a couple things I would like to hit on. There are four, I think there are four power ups that you can only use from the world screen. All right. Okay. okay so yeah, yeah. the, the flutes, which mm-hmm. if you blow two flutes in a row, you just warp to world eight and right. game over Jack, which, and that you can get that fairly quickly. Like, cause it's basically, you get the first one in world one, three or whatever it is. And then you can get the second one in world two. That sounds right. So yeah, something like that. Anyways, doesn't matter, but you can get warp whistles. You blow two of them in a row. You can just warp right to world eight. Uh, there's the little cloud things. I don't know what they're called. Mm. I just call them the little cloud. Let you actually skip over a level within a world map. There's the music box, which puts any hammy, uh, hammy. <laughs> oh boy. Hey, hammy bros, them hammy bros. Uh, any hammer brothers, uh, little patrolling guys or whatever. Uh, it puts them to sleep. And then there's, you can actually get a hammer and that will allow you to break rocks on the map yeah. and clear pads, which that's a very yeah. interesting concept mm-hmm. to me. I, I just feel like like those those things don't necessarily affect gameplay per se, but if you did want to skip an auto scroller, you could use a little cloud guy <laughs> yeah. to go right past that that filthy pile of trash level. Yeah, you you definitely you do have that option. If you want to do, and it is, yeah, I think this game is forgiving. It does recognize that, you know, it ramps up in the difficulty. There are a number of things that it does. Like, for instance, when you beat the first world, how you get a P-Wing. So that's basically buying you an an entire level. Um, You know, there are some levels that P-Wings aren't that great. Mm -hmm. um, But for the most part, they can pretty much just take you through an entire level. So... If you don't mind, I yep. do want to just take an overview of the worlds themselves and kind of give our impressions of them. Yeah. Uh, we don't have to take a lot of time. I recognize who I'm talking to when I say that, uh, myself as well. 
But you know, if we there are eight total. Josh, worlds. you shouldn't talk to yourself. <laughs> um, I'm just saying. But I have a microphone. Could in be front problematic. Of me, so I just have to keep talking. Mm-hmm. Diary of the mouth. Well. Um. <laughs> so the, the first world. I mean, I don't even know what you call this. It's just world. It's one, grassland. Okay. Um. The grass, grass okay, kingdom. There you go. There's grass everywhere. So much. It's a kingdom so of grass. You know, the first thing that comes to mind for me when I think about this world is just mm-hmm. nostalgia. Like, this is classic Mario 3. I mean, I'm not very good at video games in general, guys, okay? Um, but I beat the entire world without dying once mm-hmm. this time. You know, it is it is so ingrained in my memory of just all, every single level. I mean, uh, what is it, level four that you don't have to go to I believe it's level four. Or no, maybe it's level three. Um, the the auto scroller with the donut blocks. Like I don't like that level. <laughs> so that's definitely the least played level in the entire in this entire world. But that said, I mean, yeah, I I just I just think nostalgia. This is the classic Mario three world. I've played it so many stinking times, and I feel like I know it like the back of my yeah. Uh, the only thing, yeah, it's it's easily the level I played the most of. And so it was just like, yeah, it was, and I think though, if you're coming into this game cold, this level will sort of teach you everything you need to know about the game. Mm. So it's, uh, there isn't a whole lot to say, like it introduces all the mechanics, uh, well, pretty much all the mechanics, but all the basics, you'll need to know these things, you know, for the rest of the game. So, yep. Uh, so then we have world two is desert land. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you, what do you think? What are your thoughts about desert? Land? Uh, or do you have any? It's, uh, you know, in a lot of ways, desert land is just sort of a, it's, it's kind of more the same instead of everything being sort of green, everything's sort of orange or yellow ish. Uh, there, there aren't, there are a few sort of mechanics introduced in desert land. Uh, the one standout, okay, that I would say that Desert Land possesses is that that sort of option. Well, it's not optional, but it's a non-numbered level. It's like the little desert sand-looking okay. block on the map, and it's the one where the sun comes down and literally tries to yes. kill you. Um, yeah, yeah. That's I mean that's a bit of a standout, but outside of that, it's just kind of like hey. yeah, I I agree. I agree. I mean, I I'm, don't even necessarily have much to add. It's definitely, there's still a bunch of nostalgia for this because I did play it a lot. Um, it's not as classic, I feel like, as the as the first world, but it's 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 fun. Yeah. It's fun. It'll get you through. You're, it's ramping up a little bit in terms of, you know, your skill and things like that. Like, that level that you were talking about where the sun is attacking you, I found that to be more difficult than I remembered, <laughs> which is kind of lame. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm lame. That's what yeah. I mean. Well, so, um, you said it, not me. Um, I'm a terrible friend. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, World three. Waterland. Waterland. Freaking this water I, levels. It is. Uh, it is interesting in this game. If you fall in the water, um, it's not like the first Mario Brothers where water is just a backdrop like you're falling you're dying mario, like mario just, learned to swim at some point in time which is good yeah which right, is good right. 
Mm-hmm. And, and there are underwater levels in original Mario, but like I, I'm thinking of one level in particular where, uh, and it's early on in this world where you're jumping on a platform and the platform is going from left to right. And you know, the, the fish are jumping at you and attacking you and you have to jump these platforms that are moving. Um, there's water at the bottom and you can swim but you're basically dead if you get in the water because they're, they're fish that are going. And I, you'll have to forgive me. I don't know. I can't think off the top of my head what those fish are called. They have a specific name, but anyways, um, there are fish that are swimming as well as fish that are jumping. So like, you're probably not going to be able to get to dry land before you die. Just because of the nature of all of the stinking fish. Especially if one of, if it's one of the levels with the big fish, the big birth of fish or whatever yes. they're called. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I love those levels. Uh, don't ask me why. I just think it's so much fun. Well, here, here's probably why is it's so stinking satisfying to just knock her out with a fireball. It just feels so good because the levels are built around her. And as soon as you shoot a fireball and her freaking face and she leaves it's just like oh this level is mine as she, as she runs at, as she swims at you with her mouth open you're like eat this fireball <laughs> exactly and that just feels so cool so i i do really like those i think um the other thing that is just so cool about this world is how you can get the canoe and just like go across mm, the world and yes. you go to the island of on, on the of map screen or whatever. Houses. Yeah. That is, that is yeah. a very it, cool little like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Water world it's, doesn't it's like suck not, as bad. <laughs> I, I totally get if you don't like water levels, that's fine. Um, well, the, but I do. I, the frogs who goes a really long way to making those yes. those water levels bearable. Yeah. So good stuff. Oh man! And then comes World Four, which is Giant Land. Now this is this is arguably my favorite world or level in the yeah. game. It is mm-hmm. just. It's really not that different. But basically, when they blow up all of those images so that they're basically four times their normal size or whatever it is i'm like mm-hmm. oh that's neat oh that is so neat um yeah there's something about seeing a little tiny mario also holding a giant shell which i'm like this uh <laughs> physics so true. um no i guess we we just ignore that um yeah he learned that in plumbing school he's like uh, which you know just sort of points to the fact that uh I mean, Mario eats the mushrooms and gets big, but he also has possesses freakish strength. Um, and just like he is... Uh, kind of the Hulk. D- yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> a, a slightly less green version. No, I, I love yeah. Giant Land. I think it's just... It doesn't really do anything, but like the way that it plays with scale is so much fun. Yeah, yeah. It's It's just fun. This is the first world with the Tanuki suit as well, which is, you know, a, a lot of fun to see that too. So, uh, yeah, b- big props for Giant. I don't have too much to say. Is Giant Land, is that also where you get the, the first shoe? The first Goomba shoe, yeah. The first shoe level? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So this world in general, I found to be easier than I remembered. 
Mm-hmm. I remembered having a harder time when I was younger. Um, so this one is just a nice, fun, and it feels kind of short too. Just gonna run through it. You're good. Yeah, I think on this playthrough, honestly, I didn't have too many problems with it. Uh, it it was definitely yeah. like. And it was the, I think out of all the levels, this was where I had the most fun. Just like straight yeah. up. I was like, oh yeah. It's like, cause there, it's a, some of the, some of the stuff is there's a little, maybe there's a little bit, finish the thought here, Nate. There's a <laughs> little bit of, of ramp up maybe in some of the difficulty mm-hmm. or the platforming or whatever, but it's like perfectly balanced it's a very different sort of feel than the rest of the game even though it's basically not that huge of a difference or a change yeah good stuff so moving right along world five is skyland now i'm gonna be real (laughs) don't really uh, like skyland all that much um i like the first half I like getting to the clouds. Yeah, that part's pretty that part's pretty cool. Um like here's the thing. like I don't like heights. And so anytime in okay. video games, I just there's sort of like a weird part of me that just like the back of my head's like, well what happens when Mario falls through the clouds? Well, the obvious answer is he plummets to his death. Um <laughs> but yeah, you, you know, uh it's it's one of those things where I'm and just frankly like I just wasn't really a big fan. I think uh, I can't remember what level it was specifically, but we were chatting back and forth in the discord about it. And I just was like, this level, I hate it. I I hate it. Like I was playing a level and on this particular playthrough, I am doing a hundred percent every level beat. So it's like, yeah, like I'm, I'm playing and beating every level in the game, which is kind of making me a little crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I, I just, I was like, I really sort of like, this is where the game actually like started to really bog down for me. I, I, I feel some of the challenges re- really ramp up. There's a lot of like floating platform jumping and stuff. And I was just like, yeah, not a fan. Yep. Yep. Makes sense. I, yeah, I, uh, it can definitely be pretty nerve wracking for me. It's once you get into the, um, once you get up in the, the, Clouds are what they're called. Clouds, you know, those things that I see every single day. It, yeah, it can, it can, it can start to get rough. But speaking of getting rough, the next world, World Six. Hey, you don't like what? Ice. I, I think my favorite, my favorite quote about this is like, "Hey, you don't really like those water levels? How about we freeze them for you? You'll like them even less." <laughs> um, yeah, that was. Uh, this is a fine level and it's it's but it's that whole it's basically it's a normal level but now when you put your feet down on any icy surface you slide which is mm-hmm. kind of dumb <laughs> yeah it, it's it's pretty frustrating um yes and no it's not the worst ever like it's not super difficult no it's not no you know super difficult platforming type deal but it, it's more just frustrating when you have your control taken away from you, I guess. Um, there are some cool things like freezing, like blocks that are frozen that you can uh, thaw out with fireballs. I, I think that's a cool concept. I did like that. I thought that was like I did. I remember the first time I saw that. I was like, oh, that is neat. 
that is so neat. Mm-hmm. Like I forgot about that. And then I saw it, you know, and you see it again and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I wonder if I can. And you get a firefly and you go, boop. And you're like, oh, I can. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I will say also little known fact. I don't know if, if you used any of it. Um, but the, if you have the frog suit on, you will not slide. I did so. notice that. I did notice that. But then you have to deal with the frog suits awkward. The frog suit, right. Yeah, it's like, which is great <laughs> in water, but is not great on anything else. You can't run in the frog suit. And uh, yeah, it's you're stuck at that l- weird little like skip jump th- sort of thing the frog suit does. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just awkward. So yeah, ice Iceland can be kind of frustrating, but it's just the nature of ice levels in general. They are <laughs> never the best. Uh World 7 is Pipeland. Uh mm. so this and I think we would both agree, this is kind of where the difficulty ramps up. Like this is where the game kind of says, you know what? now like now now you're gonna get a challenge and which i was surprised at because i remember world eight being really difficult um i didn't quite remember seven but that's probably because um i usually use the warp whistle so i don't know if i've ever actually played through all of like played and beaten all of world seven before but uh i did this time around yeah uh yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm doing the 100% sort of like playthrough or whatever, or mm-hmm. like every level playthrough. And I'm just like, it was not fun. It just like a lot of the oh, level yeah. design was really frustrating. Uh, there were some weird platforming segments that I just did not like, like mm-hmm. at all. There were some mechanics that they introduced that they only used for a couple of levels that mm-hmm. I just thought, like the whole platform things that you can get on and they move around i just was not a fan of that um the the reason i wasn't a fan of that is because you're also timed yeah and that's what was frustrating because if you fall off one of those and you fall back down well you've just lost a good chunk of time so i i actually died a couple times just because i ran out of time that made me even more frustrated yeah (laughs) so it's just it's it's not a very good loop um so i mean is it i don't know i i I wouldn't say this entire world is terrible but there are some things i think overall the level design for just everything in pipeland is just not as tight as it ought to be yeah it's it's intentionally confusing but to me that is that ends up being frustrating again because you have a time limit and or, I mean, what is it like five minutes? And you get level, like you get like that. Yeah, three hundred seconds for. But then you have three hundred, not five hundred. Okay. Well, three hundred seconds is five minutes. Right, is five minutes. Yeah. Um, but I can math. I can. I can count. I can do numbers sometimes. I think the like and and I didn't have too too many problems, but some of like the pipe maze levels. Where it's like you have to jump in this pipe and then into this pipe and then into this pipe and it's like mm-hmm. I can see where this is really and like and I just got to a point where it's like as soon as I could like sort of like get out of that pipe maze and just like run across the top or whatever I was like I was like I'm out yeah. like it was like I'm not even trying yeah. I'm not even messing with this and uh, 
Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, it's it's fine, but I feel like it's it's actually it, it's kind of disappointing when you look at the rest of the game. Like, yes, I was not mm-hmm. always a fan of five or six, but like the level design still feels good. There were there were a couple stages in level five that I got bogged down on, and, and a couple stages in level six, but it just felt like like almost every stage in level seven, it was just like oh. Uh, not quite, but it was, it just, it was not, not my favorite world. Yeah. Quite a bit more roadblocks. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, the, the last world, um, according to um, this fandom article that I'm looking at is called Darkland. Basically it's just King Bowser, you know, he lives in like a freaking volcano or something because there's so much lava everywhere. There's, there's tanks and. But Listen, this is the, the like, fact that he can make a a a a, heck? a navy of ships that look like they're made out of wood that doesn't burn mm-hmm. in lava something's going on there i'm just saying that's, like that's, yeah that, like i don't understand like if if he's got the technology or maybe it's witch magic to to do that how has he not taken over the the mushroom kingdom let's let's be honest here like because yeah like i'm just saying they live in mushrooms you build boats that float on lava, dude. You should be able, to, like, you should have a workable uh, sort of situation here. I think that's that's some airtight logic. I don't know why that's not the case in these games. I'm just saying. Um, but yeah, so so Darkland, where the Bowser lives, where he's taken the princess, where you have to rescue her. Um, okay, so confession time. Uh, neither of us have actually finished the game on yet. on this playthrough, right? Um, yes, yeah. you're right. You're right. I mean, yes, that's, I, that's a good caveat. I've beaten this game multiple times throughout my life. Like it's probably one of the games I've beaten the most. But yeah, it's uh, I had I basically I've gotten through the super tank. I've gotten through his little navy thing. I've gotten through his little airship thing. And I'm on the actual levels. And I think there's only four levels. There's not, it's not okay. a full eight, I don't think, on World 8. I'm not 100%. But it's like, I'll be honest, I feel like, I, I think World 8, 8's levels leave a lot to be desired. Like, they are very, okay. very difficult. Um, yeah. Which is, yeah. I guess, to be expected but at the same time they do just feel a little unmanageable at times gotcha i'm not far enough to where i've hit a roadblock here yet but i do remember really disliking these levels when i was young i I mean i remember thinking like how the heck were you supposed to was anyone supposed to get through this i'm gonna go get a p-wing and just p-wing my way through these levels i i almost i was like ah i'll i'll do like I was able to do the super tank without, with just like a regular mushroom. And, uh, I was like, I was like, ah, I just don't want to deal with the boat cause it's a pain, but it, I probably could have, I've done that several times without a P wing, but that airship one, like, mm-hmm. are you, are you on that one yet? Have you done that one yet? No, I haven't gotten to that That's one. That's the last He's like, you know, he's got his, his army, his Navy and his air force. Um, gotcha. But that airship one is kind of like, I almost got through that without using a P-Wing, but then I, I died a couple of times. And again, 
I'm not super worried about dying. I have like eh, 78, mm-hmm. 77, 76. Like I have 70 plus lives. I could just die for a long time and it wouldn't be a big deal. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I just don't like that Air Force one at all. <laughs> just not. Just not. Not fun. No. So unfortunately we can't, well, I mean, we, I don't know, unless there's anything that you want to say, but we haven't uh, gotten to Bowser yet this playthrough. We can report back next time um, about defeating. I mean, I'm still planning on pulling through. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I yeah. I just didn't. My my time, I, I got caught up with Persona 5, guys. Mm, so mm, mm, uh, Persona 5, guys. Well. New burger. Persona mm-hmm. 5, guys, the new burger joint. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Uh, mm. when you want to be someone else, yeah, still you're gonna Sorry. you eat it and it summons your 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 oh no your your shadow. <laughs> I am thou, thou art I. Um, break the chains, yeah, break the chains. Um, I did want to say like just sort of like touching on world eight a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. It is the end of the game. It is the last world kingdom or whatever in the game. And as such, yep. you know, it does, it basically, a lot of those levels demand sort of perfection, I guess is the, the way to say yeah. it. It's, it's just always interesting. Like, you, you know, like a lot of, the, you see like those really crazy Mario Maker levels. Ugh. And it's yeah. like, it's nowhere near that bad. But you're like, oh, mm-hmm. this is where those sadistic sons of guns got this. <laughs> they're like, yeah, this is, oh, this is where that comes from. Oh, they're awful human beings. I, I will say, though, it is similar, at least from what I've played. Um, it, it's, it has a similar tone as the original Mario Brothers. Like World 8 in the original Mario Brothers was yeah. tough as nails as well. Yeah. Um. So I think it is, I mean, there, there's an element to where the game wants you to memorize the levels in order pro- to progress. Um, it has given you a lot of items up until this point. So you, you it can have a bit of a scaling difficulty. Yeah. Um, it's just that the base levels themselves are pretty dang difficult. So you're not going to get through it unless you know what you're doing, basically, unless you've earned it. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I think. And that's. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that's all of the worlds for the game. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm glad we could take a look at them one by one. Before we sign off, just really quickly, I got to say the music for this game is fantastic. Oh, for just sure. About every single track is uh, is an earworm. And it, it's, again, I'm biased. I'm biased because I played this on multiple systems growing up. Um, but it, it, I mean, you get so much nostalgia from it. It is just absolutely a classic. So I guess this leads me to sort of like the last thing that I wanted to hit on. So we have this ranked number one on our list. I'm going to ask you, do you think it's still like uh, revisiting this? And I know we haven't finished it yet. Um, but I am tempted to say, I think this gets a hail and hearty in my opinion, like this is yes, this is definitely maybe the greatest game of of all time. Mm, mm. When you put it like that, that's it's very difficult. Like I'm hesitant to say any game. I mean, I know that kind of defeats the purpose. Um, 
but I will say I have had so much fun playing through this again. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, I mean, I've talked about it, but this is, it's this and Persona 5. So like two very different experiences. Mm-hmm. This is just such a great like pick up and play. And sure, I might get frustrated a little bit, um, but it's, you know, it's skill-based. It's, uh, yeah, it is, it is definitely one of my favorite games of all time. It is one of, if not the greatest game of all time. Yes. I, I think too, like one of the things just sort of looking at it and, and sort of the reality is, dude, like when you think of video games, this is sort of the quintessential video game. They're yeah. like, this is like the one that almost everybody thinks of, like at some yeah. point, like this probably, I mean, well, maybe not everybody, but you know, the, the the sort of like the the gamers of our era and this is like one of the ones that like uh you know if megan and i ever do have kids or whatever we'd be like yeah you're gonna play mario brothers super mario brothers 3 and uh like you're gonna see like this is like this is where like not not because like obviously you know you want them to have fun but it's like listen before you play Fortnite, uh you're gonna you're gonna play yourself some super mario brothers 3 (laughs) Yeah, um, it is definitely one of the most video gamey dang video games there are. Yeah, for sure. Yes, for sure. And and yeah, I agree. You think of like a Mario game. There's something about the classic pixel art of the original Super Mario Brothers, but this one, I mean, hands down to me, this beats it in every way. Uh, you know, again, I'm super biased. There's definitely nostalgia in there as well, but. No, I mean, this is, this, yeah, it's fantastic. Still holds up. Everyone definitely should play. I highly, highly recommend this game to anyone. Um, it's not that long. I just think you're going to have a, a blast playing it. It's such a great time. So, yeah, for all those reasons, I'm very glad that it is at the top of our list. While it's not, you know, it's not my personal favorite game of all time i'm i'm really happy that it is such so high on everyone's list yeah yeah i mean it's like i said it's i think it's it's hard to argue with at least just sort of the resonance and the impact like yeah in in some way shape or form this super mario brothers 3 is a touchstone that just need we we have to acknowledge that so definitely well i think that uh has been about all we can spare this evening or this morning by now on Super Mario Brothers 3. What a fantastic classic game. Uh, you know, we spent a long time talking about it, but I'm sure there's a lot that we didn't mention. You know, I only kind of spoke in passing about the music. How could you do that? Um, if you have any thoughts How or anything that you dare want to add. You? <laughs> yes. Um, you can reach out to us a number of different ways. Uh, and let us know, you know, your thoughts on Super Mario Brothers 3 or, you know, what you think may be the greatest game of all time. Uh, there are tons of ways you can do that on Twitter. Our handle is at BBDownCast. You can email us at TheBacklogBreakdown at gmail.com. And we also have our Facebook group, the hashtag Backlog Book Club on Facebook. We do have a Discord server, so just get with us somehow and we can get you a link to get in there because it's a lot of fun in there. Um, and then you can reach out to us personally on various social media platforms like Twitter and Facebook or 
GG and uh, I'm actually getting back into Instagram um, because there's it's hard to make drama on Instagram, at least from the little bit that I've done. So it's the one yeah, social media app that I keep on my phone because it's just like, okay. eh. there you go. There so. you go. So anyways, on most social media accounts, I go by Broccolope, spelled B-R-O-C-C-O-L-O-P-E. And Nate goes by... Nate underscore McKeever. Mm. Hey, so before... Simple. So cool. And, and, and by the time that uh, this airs, they'll have about a week. But mm-hmm. for an upcoming episode, we are uh, doing... A bit of a giveaway, and part of that will be uh, basically for you guys who are listening, if you listen to this on time, you'll have about a week to tweet at us or post uh, on the the Backlog Breakdown page uh, a question. We're going to do an AMA episode, and uh, in order to get an entry into the, the, the giveaway, you need to ask us questions. So, uh, you know, the same. Ask us anything. It'll be good. You enter into the contest, you can win some eShop credit or, you know, what you know, if you have a different platform, that's fine. We can we can hook you up there. Um but yeah, we'll be we'll be giving away some some cash for games. If you want to add to your backlog, you just have to ask us a question. I think at this point, um we decided that you can ask up to 3 different questions for up to 3 different entries. Mm-hmm. So, Make them good one, you know. You know what? What is the average uh, flight velocity of an of a European swallow? No, that's not going to count. You need to ask a question that actually pertains to the podcast in some form or fashion. Um, otherwise, you know, it, all of this is up to our discretion. And if your if your question isn't, not, I mean, we welcome all kinds of questions, but I'm just saying. If it's not something that we can answer, well, we might take the liberty of just not counting it towards those three. But you can ask, you can get up to three different entries. So if you have 10 questions, ask 10 questions. That'll be fun. Uh, You guys know that we can talk, so. We'll pick your best three. We'll we'll be answering those. Exactly. And those will be answered live on the show. Live when we record it, but not live when it's aired. And we, Uh, we we will only judge you a little bit. Just a little. Just the tiniest. It'll be fun. And, and, you know, all of our listeners are going to hear, but it'll still be fun. Yeah, it'll be be a good time. Um, So, yeah. So you can can definitely uh, support us by entering into that contest. That's going to be a lot of fun. You can also support us a number of other ways by rating and reviewing the podcast. Um, We'd love it if you subscribe so you can get future episodes. Uh, Share it with your friends. We'd love for, you know, more people to listen if you want to. Uh, learn about some amazing games. Um, and we do also have a Patreon. Uh, just think of it like a tip jar if you're liking what we're doing and you want to help out financially for so that we can run giveaways and things like that. Uh, you know, that would be a lot of fun. We do have a special uh, Discord channel as well for our patrons and they get some other perks like our pre-episode chats that uh, are generally long-winded as well. Um, th- today in particular, we had a nice little persona cast where we talked about persona for like half an hour. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, th- th- and those aren't even video game. Th- they're not necessarily, they don't have to be about video games. It's just kind of whatever comes to our mind. Cause Lord knows we enjoy talking. Sometimes, um, sometimes I rant about politics. Mm, 
It happens. It happens. So if you want to know a hot political takes, uh, <laughs> drop a, a dollar into our Patreon cup. It's like as you walk by. I, I'm, I'm like the the way I would position myself is as a uh, not as charming Ron Swanson. I'm just saying. <laughs> hmm. I wonder who ever described Ron Swanson as charming. That man. Uh, but anyways, that man is a treasure. You take it back. That's Josh. true. You that's take true. it I back. I just don't know. Charming though. He's char- I mean, hey, he's he's got. He's been married three times and <laughs> has two ex-wives named Tammy. <laughs> I, I'm. He's a winner. He's. He, he is the most charming of men. Okay. And he, I'll, I'll take I'll take your word for he, it. He builds lovely canoes. That's true. That's true. They are fantastic. Um, but anyways, I think that's enough words for now. Words are, are, are getting... They, they, you've been listening to us for two hours. What are you doing with your life? <laughs> go ponder that for a little while. Or, or just go play Mario 3. Yeah, it's a lot of play fun. Play Super too. Mario... In that two hours... When you listen to us, you could have been playing Super Mario Bros. 3. If you're really smart, you'd be listening to us as you're playing Super Mario Bros. 3. Mm, it's kinda you're a genius. Next level. But um, This guy right here. Genius with us talking into his ear holes. This is fantastic. <laughs> or her ear holes. Yeah. You or are. Non-discriminatory. Listener, you are the smartest. You are. <laughs> you are smart. You are kind. You are special. I don't know what that's from. <laughs> uh, but we have done what we do, Josh. Um, mm-hmm. What true. should they do? Hey, you guys, keep beating down your backlogs, and we'll keep breaking down the benefits. And the final word is brought to, you, brought to us by the indomitable Steven Seagal, give a man to teach a hot dog a day. Eat a man to give a hot dog lifetime. (laughs) It's so dumb. (laughs) 